welcome to Momentum Church. Good morning, everybody. I'm Ross. I get to be one of the pastors around here. And um, I do want to bring one more announcement regarding our grand opening next Sunday. And what that is, we're doing three services. And the reason why is because we have a lot of people that have given to be able to make this building, build out, remodel possible, all right? And there are many people right now, you're watching from home, and you just feel that check, like, man, there's just no way I can be in the building with all these people. And so what we're wanting to do for you, listening at home, is we want to do the 830 service next Sunday is an immunocompromised service, all right? Is that cool? Amen? So what that means is if you're at home and you're like, I really want to see the building. I want to be on campus with the whole church family, but I don't want to be on campus with everybody. I get it. And so what we're going to do is at 830, we're going to have you come here for service. We won't have child care. There will be no child ministry or nursery or preschool. The kids are more than welcome to stay with you in here. The seats are socially distant as they are now. But what we're also going to do is your greeters and ushers and preachers and all that good stuff, all your volunteer base will be masked up, okay? So the building will be nice and clean, you'll be the first people in the facility that morning, and you'll be able to experience the facility, we'll have the service, we'll be able to end the service, you can go into the building, go see the new kids areas, go see the new junior high, multi-purpose areas, and all those things, amen? And I just thought that's the coolest thing. And so then also what will happen is it'll end early enough that you'll be able to get out of the building before the plague shows up. And we've been saying this whole time, we want to honor everybody at the place they're at. And I just did not feel right going into July or into August 9th, grand opening. And for so many of you that you have given, if you wanted to be here, we want to make it possible for you to be here. Now, there'll be others of you that you'll feel like, man, I still can't come. And we get that. And we actually have some plans for you. We'll announce next week, all right? Because we want you to be able to see it. And, and here's what I'm thankful for. We were able to do this whole project. You ready for this? With cash. Amen? Because Jesus ain't broke. Hallelujah. And so I want you to open your Bibles this morning to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And, um, and again, next week when you come, the last two services, the 10 o'clock and 11.30 service, will have Choate's Barbecue that can be purchased. Um, also, I think we're going to be doing ice cream in those two services that will be free. And so it's just a great party, a great day to come and celebrate. So I want to get into this this week. Um, man, things, if you have not noticed, have been kind of crazy in our world. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this week I was with one of my buddies. He's a pastor. And as my friend and I were talking, he was just explaining to me how discouraged he's been lately. Just how with his life he feels like he's off his normal game, you know? He, he felt as if he's lost focus. How many of me ask you this? Do you feel like you're off your normal game right now? A few of you? Okay, a few of you. All right. Um, have, have anybody felt like your focus is off right now? Yeah, squirrel. Yeah, our focus gets off. He was saying he felt like his focus was off. He felt discouraged, you know, maybe there's some discouragement here in the room. What I want us to do right now is begin to prepare our hearts, all right, because we are going to move back into worship today. And so today we're doing a little different. We, we've worshiped a little bit. We want to go back into worship, and we're going to have an opportunity at these altars to minister and to see God move on your behalf, and it's going to be a powerful, powerful day. So let's just keep our hearts in a place of worship and praise as we're continuing 
beginning to teach this morning, right? And so, but my friend, we were talking, and his praise, if you will, was getting lost, you know? His ability to see God through all the stuff was starting to get lost, and he was starting to feel that tenseness that many of us have felt. And so as we were talking, we were together probably three hours this week, and as we were talking, he started saying things like this, I was reading this, and... Blah, 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 blah. And I was watching this and blah, 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 blah. And I saw this post and blah, 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 blah. How many have experienced some blah, 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 blah? You know what I'm saying? Like lately, you, know, you see stuff, you read stuff. He goes, I was watching Hawk Radio. And um, now it's talk radio. But to me, everybody's selling something. Might as well call it his Hawk Radio, right? Because everybody has something they're selling. And so I was realizing what was going on with my buddy is his eyes and mind and all the stuff is on all the craziness that's going on in our world right now. And he was losing his peace. He was losing his joy. He was losing his focus. And there may be some of us in this room today that uh, you feel that way. And I want to help us. We've been teaching a series called Flex. And I want to get there and I want to help us because we're in a crazy time right now. And to be honest, it seems like everybody right now is flexing. People are puffing up in their opinions, and people are puffing up in their statistics, and people are puffing up in political views on all fronts. And can I tell you, if you haven't noticed it, your pastor's a bit of a centrist. Do you know what that means? That means I want to make you all mad. I'm serious. I hope you all get mad enough at me because I'm going to tell you right now, look to Jesus. But pastor, tell me which side to look. Look to Jesus. Worship Jesus. Get your eyes off politicians and pundits and get it on the Prince of Peace. Look to Jesus. Can I say it louder? I bet I could. I'm sorry. I come in here to preach this morning. I'm telling you right now. I have opinions. I'm not saying we shouldn't. All I'm saying is the world wants to flex right now and say, look at me, look at me, look at me on all sides. Look at me. And all I want the church to do is look to Jesus. Give God some praise. I'm telling you right now. Amen. And so my buddy and I, as we're going through this conversation, I'm realizing the political climate and the stress of current state of affairs and all these things was creating so much tension in him that he was starting to lose his peace. And you may say, Pastor, I don't care about any of that stuff, but man, my home is tense right now. I mean, just the idea of, man, to think about school again with kids and this spring, oh, that was tough, wasn't it? Makes you nervous going to this next round of school. It kind of caused you to lose your peace. You ought to shout this. Shout brings some anxiety. It brings some nervousness. But here's what I want. I want you all to shout this. Shout flex. flex. Shout it again. Flex. flex. I'm not talking about some fake arrogant puffing up. I'm not talking about fronting. Here's what I've been saying the last few weeks when it comes to flex. Exercising your faith to move in the authority and power that God has for your life. I want us to be a people that flex. I want us to exercise our faith. When all the discouragement comes, when all the craziness comes, when all this stuff happens, we realize that we can walk in peace because the Prince of Peace is in our lives. We can exercise our faith and our authority that God has us taken care of. Let me ask you, do you remember back when you used to go to the club? Everybody's like, I never went to the club, not one time. Other people are like, I remember that, you know. Out in front of the club, you'd have a big old guy, you know, big old guy. 
And that guy was the, the bouncer. He was like the security guard. He, he stood out there, right? And, and, and his whole job was to let people know that you're not getting in here. Like, like you, if you have the right to get in here, great. But you know what? You're not getting in here if you don't have access. His whole job was to say, you don't have access. You're not getting in here. You're not getting through. And what I want to teach you today is how to flex your faith and get a mindset where those negative thoughts and all the things you're feeling and going through, you can look at those things and say, you're not getting in here. You, you don't have access. Those things are trying to pierce my heart and keep me from focusing on Jesus and what Jesus has. Guess what? You don't have access. How many need some of that right now? I'm going to teach you a real quick principle here in a moment that will allow you to flex your faith. Amen? Give you a real practical way to do that. Because we need to get to a place where we aren't so affected by everything in the world and the reason why is because we know that the Lord is on our side. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. I want to look at this scripture. And this scripture is going to start to show us a little bit about what it takes for us to be able to flex our faith. All right? In Philippians 4, verse 4 through 7, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Shout again. Shout again, again. Yeah. Again, again, again. Yeah. All right, all right. I want you to keep that in your head, that again. We're coming back into that, to that, okay? Then it says, let your, if you're looking at this, be known to everyone. Now, I love that. Some translations, if you're looking at it, will say, let your gentleness be known to everyone. Well, you know why you're not reasonable and not gentle? Because you got too much stuff you're working through. Too much stuff you're fighting, not letting him fight. Too much stuff you're focused on and still letting him be Jesus, be Lord over those things, right? The church needs to walk in gentleness. Gentleness is not weakness. Meekness is power and restraint. I want you to understand, I don't want to lose the power of the church because we fight so much other stuff that does not point people to the gospel. says this, the Lord is at hand. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So we see the beginning of this in rejoice. That's a word of praise. We can see thanksgiving. That can tie into worship and both praise. We see prayer and supplication. We're turning our hearts to God. And watch what happens in verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you see that? The peace of God, the sentinel of peace, the warrior, if you will, of peace. Imagine Jesus standing guard over your heart, amen? And as he does, you don't have to be anxious for anything because the peace of God that surpasses all understanding stands as a guard before you. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you allow us to see what it looks like to partner with you so that your peace can reign? Would you allow us over the next few minutes to see what it means to partner with you in such a way, to flex our faith in such a way, Lord God, that your glory comes in such a way that it gives us a, a sense of peace in the midst of the storm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have your seats. 
This peace we see here guards our heart and our mind through Christ Jesus. And another word for guard is to fortify. So we're fortifying our mind. We're fortifying through faith our our hearts. We're guarding our hearts. And in other words, we are doing what it takes to strengthen against any attack. So when it says guard your heart, do whatever it takes to strengthen against the attacks of the enemy in your mind. Amen? Do whatever it takes And as you do it, it shows us here that as that happens, because I'm going to tell you right now what it takes to flex your faith, as you do it, God comes and stands guard and begins to protect you. In other words, go after God like a bulldog goes after a bone. Flex. Go after, you know, Molly, I love my Molly, and Molly's an 11-year-old dog, but you wouldn't know it. If somebody comes to the door, you don't have access. She sounds vicious. Absolutely, because she's telling people, you don't have access here. She's guarding the house. You don't have the right to come through here. She's guarding the house. Now, if you open the door, she falls over her back and, and you rub her belt. You know, so, so if somebody's here listening to that, don't come to my house and rob me, okay? Because my dog's not something you have to worry about. <laughs> you know, my guns? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> But I want to tell you one surefire way to flex your faith. Are you ready for this? It's super simple. We see it all through the scripture. You flex your faith through praise. You flex your faith through praise. Well, pastor, what is praise? Praise is the appraisal of God. It's in the middle of everything we're going through, and we look to see the value of God. We look to see him in the midst, and we declare what he is His value to us in this situation. We declare his goodness. We declare his righteousness. Praise is declaring that I find my worth in Jesus. Does that make sense? Not my worth in all the talk radio that I can discover. I'm not saying it's wrong. That's a hobby for some people. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying not my worth in all hundred other things. But I'm finding my peace in Jesus. That's my praise. My appraisal. Worship. That idea of being in awe of God and submitting ourselves under his glory and under his might and under his ability. And that idea of submission to him through worship. I'm just telling you right now, if you'll learn to flex your faith through praise and through worship, God will do some incredible things to guard your heart. God will do some incredible things to give you peace in the midst of the storm. You know, And it's not just a song service. Sunday morning isn't just about singing, although we're going to go back into singing. But this idea of praise, this idea of worship in our life that is a tool for us to flex our faith, it is a lifestyle of praise. It's a lifestyle that you can see all, everything in life that is lacking, maybe personally in your life or in the, the world. And I'm not saying you're putting your head in the sand either, all right? It's different. We're not putting our head in the sand. When we go through things, we are looking at each grain of the sand. And we're saying, God, I know you know every grain of sand on the beach. I'm not putting my head in the sand. I'm not denying my circumstance. That's not faith. In the middle of the situation, I am choosing to praise who you are. You've created every little grain in that sand. And if you've done that, you know my life. I can walk in your your peace. And it's not just when I come to church. There are moments in your day when praise needs to come out. There are moments in your day when the enemy begins to lie to you. And you need to rise up in the midst of that with praise on your lip and worship in your heart and begin in the middle. I'm talking right now that a praise in the midst of a pandemic is a powerful praise. 
You know, don't let your head and heart grow weary in all the things around you. Get your eyes on Jesus in the middle of everything we're going through and be to declare his goodness in the middle of it. Amen? Mm. So what happens when we begin to do that, God says that he stands as a guard before our hearts and his peace comes. I believe when we begin to praise, when we begin to worship, victory comes and joy comes and his peace comes is released. But listen, there are some things that you're going to have to go through. I'm not telling you you're just going to not go through anything in life, but when you go through those things, choose in the middle of those things to praise your way through, to honor God through, to worship God through. Amen? It releases faith. It releases faith. We were telling you last week, it takes faith to walk in all that God has for us, and when it comes to those negative things that happen, we can focus all our attention on the negativity. We can begin to release faith in God in the middle of it by declaring who he is and what he can do. I'll say it this way. When you flex your faith through praise, you begin to move your focus from your circumstance to your solution. All right? When your circumstances try to stand in the way of your miracle... Man, begin to praise your way through that. Begin to worship through that. Get your eyes off of your problem and begin to get your eyes on the answer, and that is Jesus. And we see it all through Scripture. When people would come up against difficult times, the challenge would be to get their eyes on Jesus or to run after their doubt, run after their fear, and allow those things to cause them to make decisions. And the fruit of those decisions never go well. But we can see Paul and Silas in jail. They're in jail, and they begin to worship, and they begin to praise. And next thing you know, an angel shows up and breaks the chains and breaks them free from the jail cell. And I'm telling you right now, for you, you may say, Pastor Ross, I'm in a relationship right now that feels like I've been boxed in for years. I feel like I'm in jail, and I just want a miracle. Begin to praise your way into that. Amen? Don't, don't allow the enemy to give you so much discouragement and make you believe the lie that nothing, is impo- that nothing is possible. Begin to realize as I worship the Lord, all things are possible, and that God is going to restore that relationship in Jesus' name. Maybe, maybe for you, it's not that. Maybe for you, there's a wall that's standing between you and what God has told you you're going to walk in. And you wonder, how in the world am I going to walk in that promise? I feel like there's a wall. Well, when the Israelites came into the promised land, there was a fortified city that stood between them and all that God had for them. And that fortified city, Jericho, they had to march around that. That wasn't man's wisdom. God told them to do that. Remember last week, if you missed last week's sermon, last week we talked about when God speaks a word, you act on that word. That's that expression of faith. And God begins to do great things. So God told them to walk around that city, and they began to walk around the city. On the seventh day, they marched around it six times, and then on the seventh time, at the end, they blew the trumpets, and they lifted up a hallel, which is a praise, and with that hallel on their lips, that shout of victory, the walls came down. Amen? Amen. And I just want to declare this morning, we're going to be going into some prayer here in a little bit. And you may feel, Pastor, there's some walls in my life. Man, we're going to praise our way through those walls coming down in Jesus' name today. Amen? Amen. There's some things that feel like they're being held away from me, that promise of the Lord. We're going to worship our way through those things and see the wall come down. 
three Hebrew children give an opportunity to worship a foreign god, a pagan god, and they refuse to worship. They will not bow their knee to this god. Every time the music starts and they're supposed to, man, they go to praising God, Jehovah. They will not succumb to worship anything else but the god of their youth, Jehovah. And so with it, they worshiped God. Anyhow, they were threatened with the fiery furnace. If you worship your God, we will put you in the fiery furnace. But they could not help themselves. In the midst of all this threat, sounds like tension, sounds like stress, in the midst of the fire. But they continued to praise God through it. And we know God's presence was with them in the fire and brought them out to the degree that when they came out, their clothes, their hair didn't even smell like smoke. Let me say it this way, your praise will position you to flex your faith and walk in what God has for you. And you know what? That story of the the, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that story, it's all about worship. That whole ordeal is about worship. Are you going to worship what the world sets up before you, or are you going to worship me? And you have this choice. And they chose wisely, and they went through the fire because of it, but God brought them through that. What I want to tell you, just like that story, the whole ordeal was about worship, can I tell you this? Everything you experience in life is a worship issue. Now, let's sink in a little bit. Every decision you make, a worship issue. Every action you do, a worship issue. Everything you say, a worship issue. Everything you think, a worship issue. And you thought praise and worship was just singing. No, no, it's about worship. And I got to thinking about this, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if this is biblical, what I'm going to tell you next. Is that okay? But I want to give you a thought. The enemy of our heart, Satan, he rose up in heaven. He wanted to be worshiped. I will ascend to the throne. I will receive. I will. I will. I will. He wanted worship ascribed to him that was due God. And because of that, (coughs) he was cast from heaven. Guess what? The enemy of your heart still wants worship. He still wants praise. He still wants all of that. And he's sick. There's something wrong. Right? In his head. I don't know if he has a head. I don't know how that works. All right? I can just tell you he's sick. Throughout eons of time, he wants worship. And here's the part that I'm telling you, I don't know if this is accurate or not. I've got some great retired pastors in in church today. You can tell me later, pastor, yeah, no. And I'll receive that. But I got to thinking, and I believe the devil takes your complaints, your negativity, your doubts. He takes all of that as praise unto himself. When I doubt my God in this moment, and I declare my fears, now I'm not saying faith is denying your circumstances. That's not this, we don't believe that here, amen? I'm saying in the middle of your circumstances, you're denying the goodness of the Lord, amen? But when I doubt, and I walk in fear, and complaint, and negativity, and I'm directing all of that away from God, I believe I'm giving worship and praise to the enemy of my heart, and he loves it. He eats it up. Will you ever think about the way you respond to negativity the same again? 
You see what I'm saying? It's like, how dare you? I am not going to feed into what the, what the devil is trying to do to our country. I'm not going to feed into what he's trying to do to our church. I'm not going to feed into what he's trying to do in relationships. Oh, my gosh, there's families divided against families over different issues that are all going crazy right now. All those things. No, no, no. I am not, I'm going to find my worship of God on my lips. I'm going to find praise on my lips. God, touch my heart with your presence. And let me make decisions and choices and actions and thoughts based out of that place. What place? That place where my heart is guarded, where I'm not anxious for nothing. Where I've given God prayer and supplication. I've made thanksgiving toward him. And in doing so, he's guarded my heart with his peace. Amen? And his presence. That's what we saw with the three Hebrew children. They went through the fire. They did not get exempt from the fire. They went through it. But there was a fourth man in the fire. And that man was Jesus. The presence of God showed up in the middle of that. And so, yes, Satan, you're right. I don't get why I'm going through all this stuff. But you know what? I can see Jesus in all of it. I know God has a plan. I know God has a purpose. Hmm. <coughs> so everything in life is a worship issue. What really frustrates the enemy is when you flex right in the middle of your stuff. Right in the middle of your circumstance. And you say, I will bless the Lord at all times. God's praise will continually be in my mouth. Right in the middle of all the stuff you're going through like Job. My flesh may be destroyed, but with my heart I will praise God. Right in the middle of it. It perplexes the enemy of your heart. When you flex your faith through worship. Philippians 4.4, 4. let's go back to there. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Or praise the Lord always, and again I say praise. Worship the Lord always, and again I say worship. Okay? There's a word there, again. I had you shout that earlier. Say again. Again in the Greek is palin. And, and it's kind of like the picture of an oscillating fan. Okay? Again, repetition. Last week I told you faith is reconciling what God is telling you to do and then all your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings, and you turn to Jesus and you say, yes, Lord, at your word, I will cast my nets on the other side. Remember last week's sermon? And I talked about that, that reconciling. These are my thoughts, but I'm turning and I'm choosing your thoughts. These are my desires, but I'm turning and I'm choosing your thoughts desires and so on all right there's an oscillating from the enemy's lies there's an oscillating from my own emotions there's an oscillating away from all those things and i'm declaring to who i am deep on the inside all right because you realize that right you're more than just this flesh your body mind and spirit and that spirit of god that's quickened your spirit man you're rising up under that unction and you're realizing in that moment no, I am turning my eyes, I'm oscillating, I'm turning toward you in praise. Keeping my eyes and my focus on you, God, in worship. And so, you know, and you've heard this idea of repetition. When you first got saved, you were running to church, and people were looking at you, you going to church again? Right? You, you praising God again? You're going to go volunteer and serve Everybody say again. Are you going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep turning to. I keep, I keep having that repetition. I'm turning to. I'm turning to. Every time I turn around, when I choose to turn from my 
doubts and fears and negativity. And I turn around and I begin to look at God's goodness. I can't, I can't help but have a praise on my lips. And if I don't have a praise on my lips, it's just because I'm not turning. Rejoice, Lord, always and again. I'm going to turn. I'm going to rejoice. Well, what wasn't this bad? I'm going to turn. I'm going to rejoice. When it's difficult, turn and rejoice. Amen? And, and I can remember, like, like, for years we struggled as this church grew. For years we went through the economy, you know, the crash, the big, the big crash back eight, nine years ago. Man, it was so difficult. Now, every time I turn around, I'm like, God, thank you. We just built a part of the facility out. Cash, thank you. There was a time when the doubts and fears would get so strong in me. And I, you've heard me, some of you have heard me say this before. I would look to God and I would say, God, it's not like I'm selling crack cocaine down here. I'm trying to tell people about Jesus. And I'm dying. And the more I focused on that, the worse it got. The more I began to declare Jesus' goodness in the midst of the struggle, the more I saw his goodness in the midst of the struggle. Amen? That's how it works. Now, every time I turn around, every time I turn around, I look at my children. I'm like, oh, thank God they look like their mom. <laughs> every time I turn, I look at my house. My house was rotting on its foundation because of miscare of it because we didn't have the finances to take care of it for years. Man, I'm sitting on my back porch. It's all been remodeled. I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, and the mortgage company. I praise you guys. <laughs> and the increasing equity that you can get a refi and fix your house. But thank you, Jesus. That only cost me 14 bucks more a month. Hallelujah. And I'm sitting here just going, thank you, Lord. Every time I turn, every time. Every say every time I turn. Every time I turn. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here, this idea of, of rejoice, Lord, always and again. Again, turning Again to the Lord, turning to him in worship, setting your eyes upon him with that mindset that, that as I set my eyes upon you, Lord, let me know who you are in the middle of all this. As I set my eyes upon you, Lord, let me know what you're doing. As I set my eyes upon you, Lord, show me what's important to you. And man, I've, I, this song I have worn out the last six months but I find myself often, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And I don't know what you're going through, but you're going through it, and in the middle of that, and I don't know where the next dollar is going to come, remind yourself, I'll turn my eyes on you, Jesus. You're like, God, this relationship, I just don't know if we're going to make it. I'll look full in your wonderful face. God, the political climate, so much division on all sides. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and grace. You begin to worship. The Holy Spirit begins to show up. In the middle of that, you start to feel that peace of God, that guarding of your heart. Why? Because you're, you're turning again to Him. You're turning again to Him. You're, turning, you're oscillating 
toward him in faith, making a decision. I'll turn my heart toward you in this. I'm not denying my circumstance, but I'll turn my heart toward you in the middle of this. You know, we, we understand turning our hearts toward things often and regularly throughout the day. There's a three and a half inch by five and a half inch thing that most of us own, and we hold it in our hand, and we turn our eyes upon Facebook. <laughs> What's crazy about it, the young ones, you know, I, I don't use much Instagram, Insta, Insta. You know, but the young ones that use the Instagram, you know, here's what's wild about that. You, you, and, and the older ones do it too. It's, I'm not just getting on y'all young people, okay? We do Facebook and uh, whatever. So you open up that phone and you find that person that you really want to know about. Now, here's what's scary, guys. You know what you have to hit? This way, when you hit this throughout your day, when you check, you're going to know what they think, you're going to know what they value. You're going to know what's important to them and what they're telling you should be important to you. And, but you have to push a button first. You know what that button is? Follow. Follow. I, I remember Jesus looking to some fishermen. And he said, leave your nets. Come follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. Do you see that? Isn't it strange that you have to follow your little idol? I'm sorry. Follow your new friend. And now what happens, this idea of turning all day long. I wonder what, I wonder what my favorite pundit thinks. Turn your eyes upon Ben Shapiro. I do dig that cat. Turn your eyes. Maybe it's not politics, you know. Maybe it's just... Whatever, lifestyle stuff. Turn your eyes upon the Kardashians. Look full in their one. No, don't look at nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh. Rejoice in the Lord always and again. Again, Palin. Repetition. Turning again, turning again. Do we go to see what God's thoughts are on these subjects more than we do our favorite politician, more than we do our favorite uh, um, uh, screen person, our favorite artist, our favorite, you see what I'm saying? We need to turn our eyes upon Jesus. And, and there's a wrestling with that. There's a fight to do that. That oscillating doesn't come naturally. It makes sense that the word palin in Greek, the root of it, the word pale, P-A-L-E, means to wrestle, to contend with. If we're going to turn in worship to the Lord, we're always going to be wrestling our doubts and our fears. We're always going to be wrestling circumstances. We're always, does that make sense? There's a fight to turn. It's not natural. And we wrestle. It's a contest between two in which each endeavors to throw the other and which is decided when the victor is able to hold his opponent down with his hands. And God is wanting you to be able to hold your opponent of doubt down with your hand. He wants you to hold fear down with your hand. He wants to hold discouragement down with your hand. But it only happens when you contend, when you turn and you fight through and you give God that worship. Amen? You give God that focus. You flex your faith through praise and through worship. Pastor, I just thought singing, that's all it was, was worship. No, no, it's everything. And so there are times in your life you're going to deal with some stuff. 
There's times you're going to have to fight for your praise. There are times you're going to feel like, I don't feel like I can find God anymore. Can I tell you right now? Praise him and watch him show up. I turn my hearts to the Lord. I rejoice always. I give him my prayers, my supplications. In other words, my complaints aren't just going to everybody else that can do nothing about it. But my stuff is going to the one that can actually do something about it. I give my complaints to the Lord, my prayers, my supplications, my thanksgiving, my worship, my praise. And then the peace comes that guards my heart and my mind. Why? Because he shows up. He is the peace. He is the shalom. Amen? So our shalom. He's the prince of peace. That's who he is. So I feel like I can't find God anymore. Just praise him. The Bible says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Let's stand to our feet. He inhabits the praises of his people. He shows up when we lift him up. Amen? And we're going to lift him up in this room this morning. Begin to prepare your hearts. If there's things in your heart that you're just, Lord, I, I have a need. I want God to touch. Begin to prepare your hearts. We'll go to that here in a few moments. But listen, flexing your faith in praise and worship brings a, connect, a connection to you with God so that no circumstance you are going through can be given the authority or power to rule over your heart. We're talking about authority and power. The enemy would love for us to give it to him. But we have an opportunity through praise and worship to have that, our hearts guarded, to fortify our minds and our hearts, and to have our authority and power in the midst of the storm and see God show up. There's probably nobody in Scripture that has seen more stuff happen in his life, both to him at no fault of his own, but then also to him because of every fault of his alone. But God loved him anyhow. Amen? I'm not talking about perfection here. But David, King David, in Psalm 63, it says this, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Does it sound like this man in this moment is denying his circumstance? Using mental assent and calling it faith? No, no, he is facing his circumstance. This is the stuff I'm going through. But watch what it happens. This is the stuff I'm going through. But then in verse 2, so I have looked upon you in the sanctuary. In other words, I have seen all this stuff around me, but I choose to reconcile in this moment. My heart turns towards you, so I have looked for you. I'm not looking for what everybody else is saying. I'm looking to see what you're saying in the midst of this. I look to you in the sanctuary. The sanctuary is the place of the presence of God. This morning, that sanctuary is right here. And his anointing is going to come. Here in a moment, we're going to invite men that need prayer to come to this side of the altar and women that need prayer to come to this side. God's going to show up powerfully. I debated and wrestled with that a little bit because we've been social distancing. So if you're not comfortable coming for prayer, don't. We're going to have a moment before today's over for anybody that wants prayer that feels like you need to stay in your seat. We'll pray for you too without touching you. But those that want to have hands laid on, we're going to have some prayer up here. Amen. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. That's what we're anticipating, his power and glory here today. Watch this. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. And here's what I love about this. Has life been easy for David? No. 
So when he declares God's goodness, your steadfast love has been better than my broke self. Your steadfast love has been better than my addicted self. Your steadfast love has been better than my frustrated self. Your steadfast love, basically in the middle of it, life can be good and bad. But he's saying in the middle of all this, your steadfast love is good in the middle of all of this. My lips will praise you. He's making a decision. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift up my hands. Maybe some of you need to lift up your hands. Amen. What does God have for you right now? What does God have for you? You need something from the Lord? Just get in that presence. Get in that, 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 that realm where God's going to start to do something in this house. No, I love this. This hit me in the first service. When he says, I will bless you as long as I live. That kind of means, you know what? I'm probably going to die. But until I do die, I'm going to bless him. You, you, you know, I, I, I don't want to see anybody have cancer. But I've got some friends that do, and this is the mindset they have. I'm believing for healing and a miracle, but until the day I check out, I'm going to bless him. And you know what? I may check out tomorrow, but the enemy's not going to get my praise. I might check out tomorrow, but between now and tomorrow, I'm going to bless him. It may be for you in whatever situation you're going through. Saying, yeah, life isn't quite exactly what I want, but I'm turning to you, and I'm going to bless the Lord in this moment. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, that's when the enemy tries to get us most at night, you know. For you've been my help, and in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. I just want to say right now, as we get ready to go into this time of worship, if you are going through something, just turn your eyes to Jesus. Amen? Let, let me say it this way. If you're going through debt, all right, turn your eyes to Jesus and shout hallelujah. All right, if you're going through sickness, Let's just all do this together. Let's turn our eyes to Jesus and shout. If you're going through relational issues, turn your eyes to Jesus and shout. Yes, praise to God is what we're saying. doesn't matter what we're going through. We can flex our faith. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of you all might be going through so much, you may feel like you're losing some stuff. And you may lose some things in life, but I want to challenge you, don't lose your praise. Let's worship him with everything we have right now. Oh, Jesus, 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 yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, you are God, and we lift you up. Keep singing, we keep praising.
saying in your heart that time stands in the way of your worship and praise. Maybe it's a decision that you're making right now. Maybe it's a need that you have. Maybe, maybe it's this political climate. Maybe it's whatever is going on right now. Whatever it might be. Maybe there's a very specific thing that discourages you. And what I want us to do is I want us to take about 10 seconds, all right, and reconcile that actively by faith and flexing our faith through worship. Amen? And so begin to think about that. And here in a second, on the count of three, I just want you to take about 10 seconds just to give God every bit of praise you possibly can. Not because the thing is fixed yet, but because he's faithful. Amen? You're thinking about it? You got it in your heart? You got it in your mind? One, two, three. Give him praise. Yeah! Thank you, Lord. God, I see that, Lord God. I give that to you, God. Give him worship. Give him praise. In spite of it all. Maybe some of you haven't been burdened by that thing long enough to really be able to praise him. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some of you haven't went through so much angst over that situation to really lift that up. But there's some people in this room that are going through it hard. And I want us to celebrate. If we can't celebrate worship for ourselves, but can we take a moment and lift up God, lift up his praise one more time on behalf and faith for others who are going through stuff in this room. Let's just create an environment of praise in here. Ready? One, two, three. Give God praise. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be saying, Pastor Ross, that's just hype. No, 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 no. This is a lab. This is a spiritual lab. If I can't help you release that here on Sunday amongst brothers and sisters in the Lord, how are you going to do that tomorrow morning on your way to work? You see what I'm saying? When, when you face those things it's just a lab it's a place that we can celebrate it's a place we can practice what we're going to do this week in our own private lives what I want us to do we're going back into worship and if you're here this morning and you're like pastor I need a touch from the Lord what we're going to do is I'm going to invite you as a man if you are a man come to this side of the altar if you need prayer today and so if you would begin to come this way if you're a lady if you would come to this side of the aisle on this side of the altar if you need prayer today come to this side of the altar and as you all are coming as men men that want to just lift up other brothers in the Lord in prayer men come this way come on let's start ministering to our brothers in the Lord here ladies the same way on this side we're gonna begin to minister and pray for ladies on this side amen and let's just go back into worship and let God just do what God desires to do to touch his people his word says when we draw near to him he draws near draws near to us hey Tom hey buddy this is Tom. Man, Tom's a new buddy. Tom's a new friend. He's been coming a couple months off and on. And, and we're going to pray for Tom. Tom, amen. Let's just go back into worship, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.